Welcome back to Look In My Life. This is Story Time, Episode 9 Fight at Walmart. <laughs> As I've said in the first season, um, my grandmother. Mia, she loved to go to Walmart. We went to Walmart at the very least, I'd say two to three times a week, if not more. But like on average, two to three times a week, come rain, sleet, or snow, it was one of Mia's favorite places to go, favorite pastimes, and there was a, you know, a professional cooking place to where you could buy, like, you know, food items in bulk, and that was, like, right on the way, so she loved going there. And... And I said, my grandmother Mia, her health was pretty bad physically for a while, a pretty long time before her passing. And so when we would go to Walmart, I would always um, park the car. She had a handicap sticker and then later on a handicap plate. I'd park the car in a handicap spot. And I would go and walk into the store. Sometimes I would have to drive around depending on how crowded Walmart was. And the one that we went to was a pretty big one. I believe it was like a it's a super Walmart or something. It's pretty big. And drive around because, you know, the motorized carts that a lot of stores have for handicapped people or people that, you know, need to be in carts, it was in high demand and they usually didn't have a lot of them and yeah like sometimes like teenagers and kids would get in one when they didn't really need it so it was always like an adventure (laughs) going to Walmart and trying to find Mia a cart and this day It was a really nice summer day. I believe it was like a Saturday. Corey was only a couple of months old. And this is in 2018. And, you know, we get there. It's super crowded. It's the weekend. It's a really nice day. It's like everybody and their mama and grandma and great grandma is at Walmart. So, um, get there. I park, walk in. All the carts are gone. So we sit there and we look. I look around. You know, because usually if I can't find one, if I don't drive around a lot, what I would do, what what I would do is just sit in the car and wait till I saw somebody riding on one of the 
electric scooters. And then I would just, you know, ask them as they're packing up their stuff to leave, like, can I get your card? So, I said this day was super crowded. I'd even ended up asking, like, one of the card attendants, like, yeah, my grandma, she needs a motorized card. And he was like, I'll look out for one for you. And it's a really hot, miserable day. I was kind of worried about Corey, but I made sure he was cool and everything. And we had been waiting. And this is all pertinent to the story because this will definitely help you understand my frustration. So we had been in the parking lot for literally an hour and a half waiting for a cart. That's how crowded it was. So I finally see somebody, this nice elderly black lady, and you know, she's on the cart, and I walk up to her, and I'm like, hi, ma'am, that's my car right there. My grandma, she needs a scooter if it's okay. Can I just, you know, I'll stand and wait with you until you get in the car so I can give the car to my grandma. And she was like, oh, sure, no problem. So I get the cart and I sit on it and ride it back to me and Mia's car. And by this time, you know, like I said, my son's only a couple months old. And, you know, being a preemie, he's on a schedule to be fed every three hours. So we were going on to. You know, and we only take streets. My grandmother was terrified of driving on the freeway. You're even riding on the freeway because she wasn't driving around this time. And I brought her the cart, and like Corey starts getting a little bit fussy. And so I tell Mamia, like, here's your cart. You can go in. And after I get finished feeding Corey and changing his diaper and making sure he's all good and I have to get the stroller out and then you know we'll come in there we both have cell phones so I'll call you you tell me where you're at and and then you know we'll meet up so I I didn't really want to go in the store by herself during this time especially during this day like I said we went to Walmart two to three times a week at the least it wasn't like she was going to Walmart for anything particular to buy it was just something we were doing something that she just liked to do we were just going to Walmart we was like oh no I'll wait and so I feed Corey and the way that I have, I just want to say this, the way that I have the scooter, like it's literally right up against the door. That's how I used to do it for Mia. So literally all she had to do was open the door and like maybe take two steps and she would be in the cart. I'm like, Mia, are you sure? Like, this is going to take a while. You know, Corey, during this time, Corey was on oxygen, so he didn't drink bottles, like, very fast or anything. I'm like, you know, and then I got to change his diaper, and then I got to get the stroller out. I'm like, this is going to take a while. Are you sure you don't want to go in? And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. I can wait. 
So about 20, 30 minutes into feeding Corey, he finally gets full and stops drinking his bottle. And I change his diaper and like uh, we're in the process, I'm in the process of getting out to get his stroller. And then this chubby chick, like, well, not chubby, like a big girl, um, she comes and she sits on the walker. And, you know, we have the windows down, and Mia, you know, she said to her, like, hey, don't take this. We've been waiting all day for this. Like, that's my scooter. I'm about to get out in a minute. And the girl, she's just like, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to bring this cart to my mom. Like, literally just like that and just rode off on it. And Mia's screaming. She's so upset because, like I said, it's still extremely crowded. It's the weekend. It took us nearly two hours to get that damn scooter it took me i'm saying us it took me nearly two hours to get that damn scooter and you know mia's really upset because obviously we're gonna have to wait at the very least a whole nother two hours (laughs) to get another cart so she's pissed i'm pissed because i'm like what a bitch you know like the cu- the cart was literally right up against Mamiya's car. And, you know, she's screaming. Not screaming at her, but she's saying it loudly. Like, you know, that's my car that was there for me to get into. And the girl was like, well, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to take this to my mom. And she just drove off. And Mamiya was just like, Elise, go get the cart. You know, like, we waited forever for that cart. And I... Honestly, I didn't even think because probably if I had thought instead of just, you know, going and doing what Mamiya had told me to do, it probably wouldn't have happened. But, you know, she told me to go get it. And so I went to go get it. And the girl is literally in the next row but she's not parked in a handicapped spot it's like a few cars down but i saw where she went and i'm walking and i hear the chick talking to her mom and she's like bragging about the fact that she stole the cart from my grandma she's like yeah mom these two bitches were talking about that's their car i'm like fuck that and so i went to talk to her but then i'm like and then i you know i see her and i'm like excuse me you're being very freaking rude you had no right to take that card when he said it was yours and she was just like whatever and all of that and i'm just like you know you're a bitch and i literally said that to her verbatim you're a bitch how dare you and i'm like i'm looking at her mom i'm like your mom is what at the most a good 55 60 you aren't even parked in handicapped parking i highly doubt that your mom needs that scooter and even if she did you stole it from my handicapped grandma who's in her freaking 80s you're a bitch and i repeated you're a bitch again So as I'm walking away, she goes, well, what do you want me to say, nigger? (laughs) 
And I stop walking. And I start laughing. Now, I'm black. I am not ambiguous anything other than I'm non-ambiguous black. I am black. You can look at me and tell that I am an African-American person. So obviously I have been through racism in my life. But never in my life has someone actually ever said the N-word to me. And, you know, when she said it, I stopped immediately. I stopped walking. And then I start laughing. And when I turned around and I looked at her, like I literally saw red. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? And... I walk up, I walk back up to where she's at. I'm like, what the fuck did you call me? And she's like, whatever. I don't really want to get into this with you. My son's here. I'm like, no. What the fuck did you call me? And she's like, I don't, I really don't want to. No, don't play pussy now. And I'm like, you said that shit to me when I was walking away. Say it to my face. This girl hits me. And me and her start fighting. I start punching her. And she got two good punches on me. I will give that to her. She got two good punches. But I was kicking her fucking ass. And I also should mention that I had just had a sewing done. This is before I got my locks. I had a sew-in. I had, like, my natural hair was braided to the back. And then, like, hair extensions with a needle and thread was sewn into the braids. And my sew-in was very tight. Because when I get my sew-ins, I like them to be very tight. Because they, they last longer that way. And by this time, the girl's mom is on the scooter. Now you, and she like chose to ignore that. Number one, her daughter called me the N word. Number two, her daughter hit me first, and she's like nudging me with the scooter that that bitch stole from my grandma. Nudging me with the scooter, saying, "Stop, stop! You shouldn't be doing this. Stop!" And me and the girl are fighting. I'm like throwing punches, and she's pulling my hair the very top of my head and then I notice her mom is on the right side of me in the scooter pulling my hair now at this time I did not know the damage that both of these bitches were doing to my hair As I said before, I saw red. I didn't feel anything. So, I beat her up pretty bad. Like, even I have to kind of admit that. I beat her up pretty bad. Like, her face was 
leaking. And what stopped me from punching her was an older, but not old, like she was in her 40s. An older black lady, she she stopped. She had saw, you know, most of the fight and what had, you know, led up to it. And she was like, baby, <laughs> look at where we are. We were seriously, seriously in some serious suburbs. And she was like, baby, look at where we are. You need to leave. And, you know, after I backed up off the girl, um, of course, being the racist that she is, the first thing that she says is, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the fucking police. And, you know, I start walking back. Mommy is screaming at the top of her lungs. And I didn't know, but she could see everything that was going on. She's trying to get out the car. She's trying to get her walker out. And, you know, the girl is still talking shit. Like, her mom's telling her to leave. And she's like, no, I'm fucking calling the police. And I was like, you know, I'm still very angry. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Call the fucking police and make sure you tell them that you started that shit and that you hit me first. I mean, I was just so belligerently mad. Around this time, it's like June. And I was like, happy Black History Month, bitch. You'll think about that the next time you call somebody the N-word. Think about that shit. And so I get in the car and I'm trying to calm Mia down. She's highly upset, you know, hysterical. And the girl comes and, you know, I'm just like trying. And I I reached for the door because I was about to give this bitch a round too, for sure. I reach for the door and Mia's like, no. And she starts crying. I'm just like, oh my fucking God in my head and the girl gets behind our van and um starts saying the license plate number out loud like i'm supposed to be scared or something and you know further showing racism like oh you're black i'm gonna call the police on you and you know people swear that there isn't police brutality going on but let them get mad at a black person. First thing they want to say is, I'm calling the police. You attack me. You know? But that's another subject for another day. And so. So when Mia calms down a bit, crazy bitch, she walks back to her mother. And we drive off. And, you know, I call my child's father. I tell him what happened. I'm like, even though she was the aggressor, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Because you know how a certain type of white girl, woman, whatever, likes to scream police when things don't get their way. And it 
I don't know if there was anybody that would be willing to testify for me that was out there because it was a ton of people. You know, I don't know if Walmart cameras were over there where they could see that she hit me first. And, you know, I told them. I don't know if the cops were going to believe my story versus her story because she obviously was going to lie. No, I, I told my child's father, I'm like, well, if I go to jail, I have bell money on my kitchen table, and you gotta take care of Corey. Luckily, that was the weekend, and he wasn't at work. So, and then, you know, after that, and spending hours with Mamiya and all of that stuff, me and Corey finally go home. I take care of him and I lay him in bed and I suddenly realize I have the worst the worst headache I've ever had before in my life and it hurts where the two bitches were pulling my hair at and so like I lift up the my hair extensions and I see that that bitch's bitch mom who was literally sitting down in a scooter chair, but was quote-unquote so handicapped that she had to steal it from my grandmother. I was pulling my hair from behind while I was fighting her daughter. She literally ripped my hair, and not the weave, because my hair was still braided, and the strings to the weave were still connected, but the braid had completely separated the braid my hair had completely separated from my scalp it was very red and very swollen and literally from my temple to behind my freaking ear is completely bald completely bald from her pulling she pulled out that much hair I was so fucking pissed during this time my hair was like really really healthy it was growing really good but my hair has been healthy for a pretty long time and luckily I do have like fast growing hair and after like a month or two like it was growing back but I had been scalped I had been scalped and then I had a patch of missing hair at the top of my head where the bitch that I was fighting pulled it and you know I is one thing that 
I kind of laugh, but it's, like, messed up at the same time. Like, how tacky to have had a fight at Walmart. Like, we didn't even make it into Walmart. This is the Walmart parking lot. Like, how tacky. Oh, my gosh. But... I'm I'm pretty sure I scarred that chick for life, so there's always that. <laughs> You'll know, be careful to anybody. Be careful what you call somebody. I don't play racial slurs. I've gotten mad. I mean, irate to where I was ready to kill somebody that was white, that was black. That was, you know, Mexican. Never. Never. And I've gotten mad at just about every race and nationality of a person that you can think about. And it has never, never come to my mind to call them a racial slur. Because literally every nationality, every race has at least a good five racial slurs that are specific to them, at least. And I've been irate with some people, you know, seriously. And it has never, ever, you know, I hate that people, oh, it slipped or what do you expect from this person? Or the, oh, I was mad. I've been into really, really serious things with numerous races of people. And I never felt the compulsion to call them a racial slur. Like even the fat white chick that assaulted me at Walmart, it never occurred to me even after she called me the N-word. It never occurred to me to call her a racial slur. Like, yeah, I'll call you fat. Yeah, I'll call you a bitch. But it never occurred to me to say a slur. And that's not cool. And anybody to where somebody makes you mad and the first thing you go to is to call them a slur. Like, you really need to check yourself. Because there's obviously a racist in you. So, thank you for listening. This has been Look In My Life with an episode from the Storytime series, episode 9, Fight at Walmart. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to look in my life and see what I see. I will be back very soon with another story time. This series is nowhere near done yet, honey. We've got a lot of crazy, crazy stories to share. I'll see you soon.